0: 2017 what a year it was a place for innovation equality inspiration and not to mention fidget spinners but now it's 2018 and I couldn't be more excited of what lies ahead last year I took what resources I had and produced as much content as I possibly could with nothing more than an iPhone and some editing software I created the first season of my digital talk podcast I was giving digital marketers a quick and easy wrap up of the latest digital news, which was great, but you see, I was rarely given the opportunity to share my own thoughts. Now it's time to take what I already had, offer more value to my listeners, amplify my voice and continue to do what I love most, Talking Digital. I'm willing to turn what was a weekly content fix into something more valuable. I don't have a backlog of content, nor do I have an idea of how regular my show will be. I do, however, have a thirst for creating something that really sparks interest and ideas and something that will drive engaging conversations amongst my younger user base. Season 2 of my Digital Talk podcast will still be the best way to stay up to date with all things digital. Whether it be an emerging trend, a new story that I'd like to dig deeper into, sharing my own digital experiences, or challenging some current aspects of the digital landscape. It's time to really begin to leave my mark in the digital world. It's time that I stood up and started using that annoyingly high voice of mine to create ownership of my own ideas. And I'd love for you to be a part of the journey. So join me as I dive into the emerging world that's all things digital. I wanted to open the season on a topic that's undeniably hot right now. And I'm not just talking about Hansel. That Hansel's so hot right now. I'm talking about artificial intelligence, AI. You know, that very thing that everyone's telling you is coming after your job? Look, I actually wanted to talk about the factors of this emerging technology. In particular, how it's going to affect us digital marketers. From what I can see, the digital marketing world is incredibly interested in the use of AI, or more so, automation. But amongst all of this hype around AI, it's often hard for the average digital marketer to actually understand how they can take advantage of this technology themselves. It's all too easy to suggest that AI is going to offer automation, personalisation, and better insights. But to marketers... This means nothing unless we can actually implement something ourselves. I'm definitely happy to admit that I'm no expert in the area, but I do work at a software engineering agency that specializes in AI and machine learning. So I do get some pretty great exposure to the progressive nature of the space. It's often the case that when I talk to fellow marketers at meetups or even just on LinkedIn, there's always a common theme. I'm constantly being asked, How exactly can digital marketers use AI themselves? I think there's almost this common perception that marketers can just plug some sort of tool into an ad platform like Facebook and instantly benefit from the features of AI. Although companies like Salesforce are definitely working on something like this, the current state of AI in digital marketing actually couldn't be further from this. Heck I'd even go to say that digital marketers have almost nothing to do with the direct utilisation of AI. Curious to know why? Well I'd suggest you listen on. I've recently put together an article for Max Kelson, the agency that I work for, which covers 5 realistic ways that artificial intelligence is most likely to shift the digital landscape. In the past when I was reading articles about AI and trying to understand how it would change the digital marketing world, I found a common theme. All of these articles were dropping buzzwords like automation and talking about recommendation engines but they just didn't talk about how marketers can actually use these technologies themselves. How they could really get their hands dirty and jump on board and create something for their clients that they'd be impressed with. So I'd set out on a mission to create a piece of content that'd be informative and do just that. With each example and topic I gave in the post, I wanted to back it with real-world case studies of not just companies using the technologies, but how they're actually developed and who's responsible for implementing the tech. Although I was trying to avoid using some buzzwords, my first topic slightly contradicted what I was going for. Understanding user insights is definitely the goal of all marketers. But unfortunately, most marketers even struggle to navigate themselves through Google Analytics. So with the combination of AI, there's almost this promised land of real user insights presented on some sort of easy to consume dashboard. Well, this actually is the case. And how do I know? Because for a brief moment on my podcast, I'm about to get slightly salesy and I do apologize. In a bid to uncover real user insights from user behavior, organizations are heavily investing in new ways to extract meaning from new data sets. But what about all the data that they already have access to? At Max Carlson, we call this Dark Data, and we've developed a product that provides a solution for just that. By extracting a behemoth of user touch points from calls with customers, emails, web forms, letters, and even social media interactions, this product then uses natural language processing to uncover user verbatims, sentiment, and intent that are directed towards any part of an organization. Cognitive CX, as we call it, is a platform built on IBM Watson, which, of course, I actually had nothing to do with. The people behind this platform are our awesome team of software engineers and machine learning experts. This is, however, probably the most accessible form of AI to digital marketers that I know of. Marketers can log into their dashboard and get real insights based on real-time results. From this, they can do what marketers do best and make truly informed decisions about how to relieve customer pain points, increase positive user engagements, where to allocate ad spends, and what messaging to use when targeting certain demographics. All right, all right, enough with the shameless plug and also the seductive music. I'm going to take a moment to turn things down a notch here and get a little more personal. After all, isn't that every marketer's goal throughout user interactions? In my opinion, personalization is where most of the hype lies for marketers looking to develop a need for artificial intelligence. I know what you're probably thinking right now. Your existing automation platform like Makedo or ActiveCampaign already does an amazing job of offering personalization to your user base. These programmatic platforms already do an amazing job at interpreting users behavior and can target users with personalized messaging like never before. But the standstill amongst all of this is that the platforms are programmatically assembled by humans, not dynamically pieced by artificial intelligence. Look, I'm getting a bit carried away. I mean, It's easy to talk about how AI is going to dynamically streamline levels of personalization, but how does this actually happen behind the scenes? And how can it be implemented into your current marketers' campaigns? In a real-world case, grocery outlet Tesco uses a TensorFlow model to serve relevant product promotions to consumers by predicting their unique behaviours, not just their past historic user events. The model's predictions factor the customer's nearest store, the current weather conditions, social media sentiment scores, and if a particular promotion would be of interest to a certain customer. By evaluating each of these parameters, it becomes possible to identify what content will best serve particular individuals. But how can we leverage this powerful tool to further prevent user churn rates? The best way to dive into this is by telling you a tale. A tale that you might be a little too familiar with. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. No, no. Not that tale. But it does follow the same Happily Never After theme. Once upon a time, there was a brand. This brand loved their users and was always welcoming the idea of new advocates. However, one day, things pivoted and some users decided that they no longer loved the brand equally in return. These users decided to exit their current relationship with the brand and associated themselves with an alternative brand that really understood their needs. the world of user retention is certainly no fairy tale, and there's no doubt that consumer lifetime value is a little bit of an aphrodisiac for organisations. So imagine if brands were given a tool that would allow them to strategically enhance the way that they retain users. They would be more than likely to pounce at the opportunity, right? Well, good news, because this is where our fairy tale takes a slight turn of events. <laughs> Large telecommunication companies are already taking advantage of machine learning in a bid to increase customer retention rates. By training a model to classify and rate each user interaction, it can make a predictive decision about a customer's future association with the brand. By again extracting meaning from call logs, customer feedback, spend status and existing lifespan, the model can deliver personalised content that's more relevant to each user's current life cycle. Let's say a customer has a bad engagement with a customer support rep through a phone call. This model can classify this instance and later serve that same user with an incentive to remain associated with the brand. This could be through a value add-on or even a discount to their existing service. So if there's a form of artificial intelligence that's powerful enough to identify early customer churn signals, you might be wondering, how on earth is something going to instinctively communicate with these users in a bid to increase their overall experience? Roger, roger. <laughs> Alright, I got a little carried away with the music again. Let's put things back on track. some robots like R2 are definitely hard to communicate with, but on the other side of the spectrum, there's other bots out there that are actually pleasant to converse with. I'm talking about chatbots of course, which from my experience have either been incredibly useful or slightly questionable. Chatbots are by all means nothing new. I mean, most of them have been around longer than the majority the Kardashians marriages. But of recent times, these assistants have become even more practical with the extra added benefit of machine learning. Chatbots have become so much more than just a scripted tool. Bots these days are now capable of leading consumers to purchase both products or book appointments, or even provide discounts at exactly the right time of intent. By harnessing the power of natural language processing, chatbots are able to identify user sentiment or intent and resolve a query in the most appropriate manner. Even if a conversation is to veer away from a bot's input script, the capability of natural language processing will allow the bot to still understand the intent of the query and provide the most accurate response. The same procedure is relevant for overcoming user spelling mistakes or regional variations in language. A chatbot with these advanced functionalities can be built in a platform like Watson Knowledge Studio, and a similar approach can be followed for voice assistance. So far we've covered big data insights, personalization methods, ways to prevent user churn, and the use of intelligent chatbots. But Surely there's got to be some sort of artificial smarts out there that can understand people better than well, people can understand themselves. Enter the world of recommendation engines, a huge win for brands seeking to drive both engagement and overall conversions with users. Picture this common scenario, you've logged on to YouTube to have a quick watch of a tutorial video, only to realise that 3 hours later you're deep into watching videos of funny cats and all sorts of conspiracy theories. Sound too familiar? Trust me, it happens to the best of us. Well this is the work of a recommendation engine, and with the rise of artificial intelligence they're becoming more powerful than ever. I say that like it's some sort of evil cyborg, but to be honest, they're probably a digital marketer's best friend. Recommendation engines are trained to understand user behaviour and segment trends from previous interactions to identify what content would be most appealing to an individual. With success stories from the likes of Amazon, Netflix and YouTube. Recommendation engines are becoming an important way to provide relevant suggestions to users. Behind the scenes, these models will often be created using either collaborative or content based filtering. These algorithms identify trends in behaviour between similar users, and can also identify similar content to which a user has previously engaged with. Look, I can definitely understand the appeal for recommendation engines, but again, Behind the scenes there's a lot more that goes on to creating one of these models. Following a similar approach to decision tree learning, a recommendation engine certainly isn't an easy to build tool that most marketers will have access to. So by now, you're most likely questioning the inevitable path of my message throughout this episode. The point I guess I've been trying to demonstrate is that amongst all of this buzz around artificial intelligence and this need for marketers to be at the forefront of this technology, there's actually not a whole lot that we as professionals can do about building an easy to use tool that will automatically reap the rewards of machine learning. Unless, of course, you also happen to have a history with software engineering. My advice to the average digital marketer is to not get too distracted by shiny objects. There's a lot more that goes on behind the scenes that we genuinely won't have a great ordeal to do with. It's one thing to talk about the practical benefits of this technology, but it's also another to piece everything together on the back end. Well, what on earth is the use for digital marketers then? Look, at the end of the day. Although we more than likely won't be the developers behind this technology, there's always going to be a need for digital marketers to do what we do best. And that's prepare great digital strategies across a multitude of channels that deliver the most enticing experience for end users. I'd love to know your thoughts about artificial intelligence and how you believe it's going to streamline digital marketers' workflows. So if you're working on a project that's harnessing this new tech, reach out to me, shoot me a tweet at Lachlan Kirkwood or send me a connection request on LinkedIn. I'd love to catch up. And on that very note, that's it for the first episode of Season 2 of Digital Talk. As always, if you enjoyed my content, be sure to hit that big old subscribe button on the blog post. So that way you can stay up to date with all of my latest content.